Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball and the Estimable Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals settle for a split in San Diego. 6-3 loss today. They win the first two, drop the second two. Kind of disappointing end to what looked like a good uh, stop in San Diego through about eight innings last night and went downhill from there. Dave Gio Gonzalez on the mound today, winless in his last five starts with a 7-4-5 ERA, 10 walks, 4 days, and 29 innings pitched over that stretch. A 297-354-500 line against. Uh, takes the mound with a one nothing lead, gives up two hits and a run in the first. A 4-11 batting average, uh, with, batting average against with runners in scoring position this season after he gives up uh, two singles and a two-run double by Adam Rosales in the fourth. 3-1 to one at that point. 3-3 in the fifth. He comes back out after the Nationals rally to tie it. Uh, issues a leadoff walk. It's a throwing error on a BJ up and grounder. Second and third, no outs. Uh, Derek Norris hits a sack fly. 4-3 Padres. Alexei Ramirez with an RBI single. 5-3 at that point. Theo just goes five and a third. Eight hits, six runs, five earned, four walks. Throws 111 pitches in five and a third innings. Just continues to frustrate. Uh, you know, you want to... <laughs> You want to keep on thinking he's coming out of this. He puts together some good stretches even within starts, but ultimately ends up frustrating most of the time. Yeah, it seems like we've been doing this every five days for the last month that it happens because we have. Um, you know, we decided that the, the technical term for this kind of an appearance is stinky, and it was stinky again. I mean, Geo just in every manner possible did what Geo does, you know, give up hits with runners in scoring position, walk guys, uh, compound physical errors with mental errors. He hit two guys and threw, you know, made a very costly error throwing a ball away that he should have just eaten. Um, and, and then kind of had the audacity to look back at Lobatone uh, on the play like it was his fault. It just, it's, it's just maddeningly frustrating uh, to watch Gio do this time after time after time. And and he didn't even have the, the, the saving case of, of striking guys out in this game. He only had three strikeouts. Uh, one of which was a, was the pitcher. Um, and he just he didn't have a, he didn't have a putaway pitch. His, his curveball failed him again, and um, the fastball location was not good. And he was just completely ineffective against the the National League West bottom feeding Padres. It's it, it's a shame that the Nats go out to San Diego and can't can't take advantage um, of that crappy team, uh, especially when the Mets were having uh, their own craptacular up there. Uh, getting swept by the Braves uh, over the weekend. Just uh, just a wasted opportunity this weekend. Doug so, has okay, that fifth inning particularly frustrating after uh, Danny Espinosa, uh, Michael A. Taylor, Homer, we'll talk about both of their contributions later, but sticking with Gio Gonzalez for a minute, to come out after they rally to tie it with two home runs at three there and issued a leadoff walk. That's just the kiss of death. You know things are going to go wrong after that. And like we mentioned, the error on the grounder there, Back fly puts him up. The single scores another run, five three immediately, and just you know, any momentum the Nationals built up there in the top of the innings just immediately out of there. If not after the walk, after those two hits drive in runs. Yeah, I, I mean, you you come back after battling back, and two at two batters later, it's uh, two runners in scoring position and no outs. I mean, that's that's just got to be kind of a punch to the gut there. Uh, Geo certainly was was struggling all afternoon, so I, I don't know that was that that was particularly worse for him 
than any other part of the game was worse. But for, for the rest of the lineup to have uh, scratched out some success against a, a pitcher who seemed to have them pretty well off balance for, for most of the day, to, to see those gains immediately erased like that had to be a little deflating. I mean, uh, they, they still came out and battled for, well, not to any particular effect uh, for the rest of the, the, the game. But, uh, wow, you, you want to talk, well, not necessarily turning points, but maybe uh, uh, brick walls of failure. Yeah, that, that fifth is certainly it. <laughs> Dave, uh, we mentioned Drew Pomerantz there. Uh, uh, 2010 first-round pick by the Rockies back then. He's on the Padres now. Uh, came into this game. Uh, he was a, I should mention he was the fifth overall pick that year when Harper went first. He started the day with a 189 batting average against the third lowest in the NL behind Jake Arrieta and Clayton Kershaw. A uh, three and three, two six zero ERA, one ninety four batting average against in Petco. Uh, first pitch of the game though, lined out the left by Michael A. Taylor. Just great way to start, but uh, ten of eleven set down after a one two three fourth. SB crushes a two zero uh, fastball on the fifth solo shot there that made it three two. Then Michael Taylor comes back three uh, three. This is a pitcher that's been good this season. Probably the Padres' best starter, and the Nationals got to him. Those three runs, you know. Should have been enough to keep them in the game, if not for Geo faltering. But uh, I haven't seen Pomerantz pitch in quite a while. He's pretty impressive out there, kind of dominated the Nationals outside of the home runs. Yeah, you know, we talked about it with Christian Friedrich the other night. Uh, Pomerantz did the same thing. You know, he mentioned he was uh, uh, the fifth overall pick, another first round pick of the Rockies. It magically learned how to pitch once he left the Rockies. I think it's just further (laughs) condemnation of that. Uh, you know, abomination that they have to play in above sea level there. Uh, but, yeah, Pomeranz is a pretty decent pitcher. Um, the Nats uh, were picking their spots against them. They weren't getting a whole lot of base runners, but obviously if you hit enough solo home runs, um, you hit enough of them, you're going to win the game. The Nats obviously couldn't do that today. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is just it, – it's, it's all about Geo's ineffectiveness. You know, you, you talked about uh, Espinosa and, and, and Taylor – getting it back in the game with those, with those almost back-to-back home runs. Um, and then Gio just goes and walks the next guy. But, but yeah, kind of a breakout day for Michael Taylor. Um, he's been playing pretty well here of late. He's hitting over 320 in his last 12 games and goes four for four today, has a couple of home runs. and um, Just a really nice day for him. And, um, and stolen on the base, stole third base. I think he's in double-digit steals now. So, you know, if he could make just a little bit more contact, you can still see, you know, what, you know all the tools that are there. Um, he just needs to make a little bit more contact, but I think um, with the Nets facing four lefties in a row, he's probably going to get a few more bats here in the next few days as well. So, okay, so I'm just going to stop questioning Dusty Baker's lineups when I do before the game. I started out with my notes with a Taylor versus Revere question. Revere uh, not hitting right-handers well, a 369 average versus lefties so far this year. Uh, Michael A. Taylor gets a start today, though, uh, over the last uh, – 39 plate appearances. He has a 324, 354, 405 line. He's just been tearing it up and, you know, random at bats, getting starts here and there. Uh, Dusty Baker, before and after the game, said there's no center fielder controversy. It's not a platoon system out there, but he has been playing Taylor versus lefties and will continue to do so. Uh, he goes four for four today, two home runs, a hustle double. That was really impressive, I thought. A single in the eighth. Homer the first time up, uh, grounder, grounder through the left side. He just ran all the way to second, beat the throw in there pretty easily, uh, full uh, third base in that inning, and 
is stranded there, but a really nice effort there. Uh, second home run on the fifth, his first four-hit game of his career, and just really kind of tearing a cover off the ball the last couple of weeks and arguing for playing time while Ben Revere is kind of scuffling, getting back into it. Yeah, it's a particular success at the top of the order today actually kind of highlighted how much the rest of the Nats were struggling to, to get anything going against Parmerantz, you know, uh, just talking about him now. Uh, he, he kind of made it look easy. Uh, he, he, he took some pitches. He got some advantageous counts. Uh, and with two strikes, he battled. And at some point, he hit the ball out. Uh, four for four, the double and two dingers. There's not too much not to like with that. That steal of third, impressive. The hustle double that you managed. Uh, Taylor looked, except for not walking, which is, of course, what we expect out of Taylor, he looked nothing at all like the guy we've sort of been berating for his low OBP here, showing us us the speed, showing us the power, uh, a lot to like, uh, and and a pleasant change from Ryan Zimmerman chasing high fastballs like they owed him money. (laughs) Uh, Dave, uh, there's a chat over at Fangraphs earlier this week where Dave Cameron uh, talked about Danny Espinosa and why uh, Trey Turner isn't up yet and kind of said that Danny Espinosa maybe isn't so bad after all. I'm just paraphrasing what he said, though. But uh, the kids on the Internet now all agree because Dave Cameron said so. He hits his 12th home run of the season to start the fifth. Uh, he's behind only Trevor Story and Corey Seager among MLB shortstops with those 12 home runs. Really absolutely crushed that one. Uh, a few nice defensive plays as well today from Espinosa. Just continues to impress out there and kind of argue uh, just like Michael Taylor for his place in the lineup right now. Yeah, well, 12 of Espinosa's 16 hits on the season have been home runs, so that's probably <laughs> a pretty good ratio if you can keep that up. Um, look, you know, we talked about Espinosa an awful lot on the show, and he really is the, the, the Dave Kingman, Rob Deer. Um, of short, showing my age by those references. Um, you know, it, it's nice to have a shortstop that can slug and, and, and hit some home runs. Uh, he, he plays pretty good defense. He's got a, an exceptional arm. Um, you, you know, you, would, would Trey Turner be a better, more well-rounded athlete at shortstop? Probably. Um, you know, double-digit home runs from the shortstop position, though, it's hard to argue against. Um, you know, overall, you Look, I, I, I would prefer having Turner at shortstop, but if Espinosa is going to hit a home run every other day, that'll help me um, assuage my my, uh, um, my my salty tears as I cry to sleep, uh, wishing for Turner to play shortstop for this team. <laughs> I had to check when you said he had 16 hits. Come on now, be fair. He has 47, uh, 48 hits now. He's not, not as bad as you're making him out to be. Uh Daniel Murphy, Doghouse, another multi-hit game on Friday night, 29 on the season, uh, 360 average to start the day, down to 358. I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, he led MLB coming into the game, 329 average versus lefties as well. But I think the most important question here is why did he shave his beard? Are you worried that this is going to be a Samson-esque, even though it's not the hair uh, situation where Murphy just falls apart going forward? Uh, one for four today, no multi-hit game. I see a trend developing. Doom. Doom. I mean, come on. When did, when did Gio's problems start? When he cut his hair, now Murphy only has one hit today because he shaved his beard. The pattern is obvious, kids. Oh, 
fine. You're, you're giving your hair to the little kids with cancer. But what about our hits? What about our hits? Uh, somehow, I, somehow I knew you'd enjoy my stupid question for the day. Uh, Dave, I did like uh, Dusty Baker sending sending Felipe Rivero back out there, uh, down 6-3, to three, so it's low pressure. He goes out there, a couple balls hit pretty hard, but he gets some help on defense and uh, kicks a runner off to end the inning, too. A quick frame from him, I think just uh, his pitch count. 12 pitches, eight strikes. Uh, just good to get him out there. I, I pitched in four the last five days, which I don't necessarily like, but I do like Dusty Baker throwing him back out there. Well, make up your mind. You like it or you don't like it. I'm on the fence. Um, you know, I could have done without seeing Felipe Rivero pitching in today. Um, I kind of figured you were going to give me this question. Um, yeah, it was kind of a bounce back. He got a strikeout, uh, got the pickoff, but. He gave up a couple of hit hard balls. I mean, this is um, – I don't think one appearance is going to automatically fix Felipe Rivero. I think um, a little time off might help. I think time to clear his head might help. I think a trip down to the minor leagues might help. But um, and he's still – he's an integral part of this team. They need to get him right however they do it. Uh, Dusty obviously thought that getting him back out there today would help. Maybe it did, and we'll have to see. Um, now if he pitches the next three days in a row – um, we're talking about a whole different kind of tr- trouble. Nationals dropped this one today, 43-27 and 27 on the year. Now they head up to Los Angeles for a three-game set in Doghouse. Uh, if there's a marquee matchup in this series, it's definitely tomorrow night, 10, 10 p.m. You're going to have to get some rest because uh, I think you're going to want to stay up for this one. Steven Strasburg versus Clayton Kershaw with Vin Scully calling the action. I mean, you can't really ask for much more from a baseball game than that, except maybe an earlier start for us East Coast people. Well, uh, we, we can only hope that if both pitches are dealing, it'll be a, a one nothing game that's over in like an hour and a half, so I'll still be able to get to bed before midnight. <laughs> Everyone's looking forward to that matchup, I think. We'll see what the Nationals can do after they earn a split in San Diego. I'm just going to say a negative connotation on that, but I'll stick with the positive. They earn a split. Michael Taylor has a big day. Those are the highlights for the Nationals today. 43 and 27 after the loss. Three with the Dodgers coming up. 10 o'clock starts for the next three days. So everyone get your rest in tonight after you watch Game of Thrones. That's nightly sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. We'll talk to you guys uh, probably around 2:30 tomorrow night. Or go next. Sit back and pull up a chair. It's time for Dodger baseball. <laughs>